Hey, it's Bilal Bakani at BilalV87 on Twitter with your Raw review. Later on, I'll let you know who's pregnant now. But Raw, I, I don't know if it started with Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, but I can't remember what happened before this, aside from the fact the Street Profits' debut on Raw was ruined as they had a Falls Count Anywhere match, which was pretty standard until Braun broke Lashley through the stage and it exploded in the most ridiculous way possible. Later on, Renee Young uh, reportedly reported, but she couldn't confirm, that Braun's spleen had been ruptured. You know, I, I could pick this apart, but it was a good way to start Raw, and typically I, I would leave this stuff till much later in the pod, but it got my attention, and Raw started off with a bang. You can't do this every time, but it was worth doing once, and it worked. The big story of the night was around AJ Styles and the Good Brothers, along with the U.S. Champion Ricochet. The Good Brothers were a backstage chatting amongst themselves when they were interrupted by AJ, and this was sort of a continuation of their typical AJ not quite being impressed with them, and vice versa. Somewhere along the line, there was some stipulation about Carl Anderson's hot wife. Um, I don't know what happened with that. That got dropped pretty quickly, but it was pretty funny. We then, or later on, we saw the U.S. Champion. Talking to the former tag team champions, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I can barely remember them. And he was quickly interrupted. And that's like the theme of this Raw. I'm going to say interrupted about every couple of paragraphs here. By the Good Bros. Which was a good thing because Ricochet was uh, interrupted to do an interview before he was interrupted by the Good Brothers. And the promo he was cutting was was bad. He fumbled through part of it. Um, worse than I fumbled through this podcast. And it just really wasn't great. And he needs a manager. He can't He can't talk. He's not. He's one of the worst talkers on the roster. I get that he's super athletic, but this is still an entertainment brand. I hate to sound like Vince McMahon, but for God's sakes, get him a manager. The Good Brothers shut him up, talked to him a bit, and that kind of... They fired him up, went back to AJ Styles, fired him up. Between the two of them, it was clear there was going to be a U.S. title match. But somehow they were able to up the ante and talk Styles into slapping Ricochet in the face. He slapped back. They had the U.S. title match. It was the main event, rightfully so. But with 10 minutes to go, the referee counted to three. You could see Ricochet's foot was below the rope. A referee came out. They began to converse. And they went to commercial. Are you kidding me? And they come back. The Good Brothers are out there because it's been so damn long. They restart the match. And Ricochet wins by a roll-up. You know, I have problems with, with a lot of that. I like the build. I don't like the match result. But I like the next part. And that was, after the match, you had AJ shake the hand of Ricochet. And then the Good Brothers got in the apron. They said something about AJ not being the real AJ, which wasn't really picked up by the mic. And then he turned heel and kicked his ass. Works for me. I'm good with that. So, you know, not perfect, but pretty good. And this was a good Raw, by the way. Uh, we had a backstage segment with Corbin and Lacey Evans, which was okay. Then we had a match with Lacey and Natalia, which was better. And I like that Corbin's tripping of Natalia caused the fall. We also saw Becky and Seth give an interview, which was very good. They were interrupted by Maria and Mike Canales. 
which led to a mixed tag, which, you know, the promo here from the Canalysis was quite good. But when Mike went to tap Maria, she eventually grabbed the mic and said she couldn't compete because she was pregnant. This led to Mike taking the loss via a disarmor from Becky Lynch, which I have no problem with. And then Maria basically shot on Mike after the match. Oh, very good, surprisingly. We also had a nice storyline with Drake Maverick, who brought his wife to Raw, seemingly to win her over, which is a weird choice. Jokingly, at first it was to meet Dana Brooke, and then later on they were in the front row as Noe Jose was facing Cesaro. Cesaro didn't get an entrance here. Because Truth was hiding in the conga line. How Noe Jose didn't notice this, I have no idea. Truth was then dancing with Drake's wife, taunting him with the 24-7 title. Of course, oh, everybody else who wanted that title came out. Drake resisted. And Cesaro got frustrated, attacked No Way Jose outside of the ring, made you know quick work of him. This match never started. Later, we found our truth backstage alone with Drake. Drake originally said he was going to focus on his honeymoon, but then changed his mind and took the chance to pin Truth. And this was a pretty good, compelling, uh, fun story. So I give him credit for that. Also surprisingly good was Alexa Bliss and Nikki as part of a moment of bliss. This was interrupted, of course, by Carmella. Thank God. As I said, interrupted is the word of the day. Um, this led to a match with Alexa and Carmella, which was over in five seconds, which I didn't like initially. When you came back from the commercial break, you got Nikki actually beating Carmella, and then backstage, after another break, you had uh, whoever the interviewer was, uh, Sarah, I'm not Renee Young, basically some sort of baloney statement about how all the fans are requesting that Nikki be in the title match. I don't know how it's not a triple threat, but uh, Alexa was quick to say no comment, and this whole storyline is working well. I like it, and this, you know, God forbid Alexa needs to take more time away from the ring. This is a good way to pass the torch to Nikki and build her up. So I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and obviously Bailey will be very interesting when she gets involved here on SmackDown. The Miz cut a promo re-facing Elias again, which is very good because he basically talked about eliminating Elias from the equation and hating Shane McMahon. The Miz got the win here. Uh, there was some baloney where Michael Cole said, oh, we're not going to break till the second fall, at which point the fastest first, well, very fast first fall took place. And then we took a break on the second fall. This stuff is still baloney, um, but, it, you know, it was an okay match, and there were some nice touches like The Miz instantly cutting off Elias' guitar riff. We also saw Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre cut a promo on The Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Of course, as soon as Taker showed up, they, they backed out, and uh, Taker cut a very good promo explaining why he came to help Roman, and uh, it was quite good. The War Raiders, damn it, I'm not calling them the other thing. Uh, they defeated the New Day. Well, actually, I don't even think it really matters uh, what happened in the first match because Kofi wasn't there. I don't even know who won the first match, to be honest with you. I don't think it, there was a decision, to be fair. Kofi wasn't there. Joe attacked uh, one of the New Day members. Kofi came out to help them out. It was a six-man tag. I, I believe Joe got the fall here at the end, and this was a very good build for their match. And they kept the New Days and War Raiders you know, on the card doing stuff. So I'm quite good with that. The Street Profits, who had their debut spoiled by a mistake on the switchboard, 
And I feel the guy's paid. He pressed one wrong button and ruined the debut of the NXT Tag Team Champions. Um, they were teasing a match, which I don't think happened. I'm, I'm pretty certain it didn't. But they were there. They cut an amazing, amazing promo. In a backstage interview, I should say. And then later on, Paul Heyman was there doing his standard Brock Lesnar stuff, which was kind of a, a lame tease. But the Street Profits even made that great. I loved it. That was probably the worst part of Raw, and it was great. I don't know if we're going to see Bray... Well, we didn't see Bray Wyatt here. I'm sure upon further review, we'll find out a bunch of his puppets were running around. But I th I understand why you don't make Bray a part of this show, because it was as strong as it was. This was the best Raw in a while. Um... And I certainly set the bar very high for Paul Heyman, and I'm glad they did that. Because one has to believe that the wildcard rule will either go away or be retracted significantly when Heyman and Bischoff come in. And, and now that I'm thinking about uh, Extreme Rules being a few weeks out, I think we'll really see those changes after Extreme Rules. I think that would make a lot of sense. And I think, uh, you know, I think that's when we'll see it. Uh, my phone's going, and I'm almost at the 10 minutes anyways. Uh, so I'll leave it there. To recap, Great Raw, Maria Kanellis is pregnant, and uh, Ricochet is still your United States champion. AJ Styles is healed. You can follow me at BilalV87, and I'll be back tomorrow for your review of Smack It Down.